episode of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by The Everyday Fan. Check out their content and a passionate group of content creators getting together to create content for the, for the growing community of pop culture, fan base, fandoms, and especially sports such as football, basketball, baseball, professional wrestling, and MMA fantasy sport. Control your content and, set, and set, share your story around the world today. The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Welcome everyone to Neo Reality Collective. I am your host, Eric Brown of Neo Reality Entertainment. And we're back again, everybody. And Star Wars Celebration happened. Yep, Star Wars Celebration happened, and wow, I'm just going to say it. I want to say something, but I know I'll be in trouble for that. Mostly the grounds of me not caring about the Star Wars universe as much as I used to. Mainly because everything in Star Wars, the sequel trilogy, from my perspective at least, is a depressing, nihilistic outlook on everything, and nothing really matters. So, uh, thanks to Kathleen Kennedy and Disney Corporation, I don't care. But enough about my personal opinions on Star Wars and what it's become. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of stuff to talk about. So we're having Star Wars Ahsoka's trailer finally came out, which will be a follow-up on Star Wars Rebels featuring Sabine, Hera, Chopper, they even brought Zeb in from The Mandalorian appearing. And it will follow up on the whole event that happened in The Mandalorian's little appearance in the Book of Boba Fett episode, because even though the show is supposed to be about Boba Fett, we decided to focus on, uh, on, uh, Okay, damn it. Oh, God, I still do not know what was going through their heads at the time. But, uh, yeah. Uh, enough about that, but, uh, so, yeah. Star Wars Ahsoka. I saw the trailer, and they decided to throw in the tidbit of Heir to the Empire, because making us remember the olden days when things were not as infuriating... Uh, so that happened. So, and I'll get to the Air to the Empire stuff in a little bit, but like, they showcased the poster, Rosario Donson as Ahsoka Tano. They, and there's a scene where I kept thinking, are they alluding to the event coming, the, the world between worlds? Like, you brought that in and you haven't used it since, outside of a couple of references. Yeah. We, we still don't know that. We'll probably see... We're seeing Ezra Miller again. And not Ezra, Ezra Miller, for fuck's sake, that guy. Uh, Ezra Bridger again. Remember him? I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't. Like, 
look, I, I'm not a fan of Rebels. Like, it really just got good for me during season two when Ahsoka showed up. Then it got okay with Ron. And then it got really good at the last half of season four, which is say a lot. But, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, they <laughs> they also unveiled Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny trailer, showcasing the final adventure of Indiana Jones. So, that was awesome. Never watched the film, so sue me for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, during this whole event, they announced that there'd be other Star Wars projects going on with High of the High the High Republic, the Return of the Jedi is coming back in theaters and for the 40th anniversary celebration with a big commemorative poster you made, so remind you of the actual ending to the Star Wars universe. They also announced Tales of the Jedi Season 2, so that's awesome. Maybe they'll focus on other characters. Uh, Dark Horse Comics announced there would be a Phase 3 trailer, a Phase 3 for the High Republic Adventures comic series. I mean, I would have just kept everything at the same numbering, but that's just my, perverse, my personal opinion. They also confirmed Bad Batch will be back for Season 3 in 2024, despite the fact they killed off Tech in, the season, in season 2. Star Wars Celebration also will be heading into Japan in 2025. I'm sure that's not a sign of any ominous warnings I should bring up, but uh, we're trying not to have existential crises every single time. But one of the big highlights was the big new Marvel event comic. Yeah, the, uh, even, e even in the Star Wars universe, we must have event comics. So, they announced, so they've been teasing this thing for a while now, I brought it up even, and they announced that there would be some event comic that, said, that, that had the tagline, first it comes from metal. The announcement was revealed to be Dark Droids, a horror event comic. Huh. And featuring Charles Soule, Alyssa Wong, Ethan Sachs, Cavern Scott, and Mark Gurningham, as well as editor-in-chief C.B. Silbieski and senior creative executive of Lucasfilm, Matt Martin, as they discuss their various Star Wars series. And basically, there's a new threat called the Scores that corrupts the droids, cyborgs, everything in between, spreading chaos throughout the galaxy. Ajax Sigma, who first appeared in last year's Star Wars Revelation number one, will play a role in the saga, though his true intentions remain unknown, and will spread throughout the Star Wars titles as this event happens. Okay, so... Funny thing about this, so this is actually taking place between episodes five and six. Like, Luke still is in his uh, growth phase to become the Luke we see in Return of the Jedi. Um, I just have a question. It's actually kind of an important one, but why is this never talked about? Would You would think they would mention, oh, by the way, there was a crisis where droids were gone crazy and, and just start killing everybody in a massive infection spreading that corrupts called the Scourge. Like... This is the kind of a thing that happens in Legends where they have these big events happening between the films and no one ever brings it up. Like, it just gets forgotten about instantaneously. 
I like they even went ahead and had to re-edit some of the Marvel stuff when the first Marvel canon happened, and they still made it canon, but they had to label it called the Forgotten War because there was so much going on at the time they just forgot about this kind of period event, which says a lot. But like, that's kind of the thing. Like you have this event happening, and you're just thinking to yourself. So this thing is controlling the droids. Battle droids, protocol droids, separatist droids are showing up in this event. Nostalgia, I'm pretty sure. Oh, look, Chopper's been infected by the droids, or at least there's something that looks like Chopper. Oh, and Luke Skywalker in the cover art is next to R2-D2, who may or may not become corrupted. And I'm just like... You know, for, for an event... This, I don't even, Wait, how many years passed between episodes... Five and six. I assumed it was relatively probably a one year period at best, but maybe it was longer. I don't know. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. And it concerns me to some disturbed points. But uh yeah. It's been this recurring motif. I, I kinda just no longer care about stores like I used to, but it just leaves me questioning things that I'm trying to wonder how did this never get brought up and like any of the post trilogy books they made in the Disney canon. But uh, there was one more announcement they made. They finally decided after since after all these years, they're going back to bringing back. Star Wars movies. Now, the first Star Wars movie announced James Mangold's first movie will feature the Dawn of the Jedi. And... So yeah, Dawn of the Jedi will be the first movie. And they also introduced the timeline, which means we're also going to get the Old Republic eventually. So awesome there. We get to see Revan again. That and the game seems to be hopefully on track at least a little bit. But uh, Dave Filoni also announced he will be focusing on a movie that focuses on the New Republic and close out all the interconnected stories told through The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and another Disney Plus series. So uh, expect many characters to probably die because we hate you. Except probably Grogu. Uh, also, there is another director making a film, but... Um, I can't pronounce the name, and I already hate it, just from sheer practice alone. Look, I, I, I'm not trying to say the sequel trilogies are objectively bad, it's subjective, and you have a right to like those movies. I, I know I have friends on online that, are lo that love the sequel trilogy, I just have an innate hatred for it for some reason. But uh, this movie, this third movie, will be set 15 years after the rise of Skywalker, or the rise of nihilism, as I like to see it as. That will feature Rey building the new Jedi Order, because God knows I want to see more adventures of Rey Palpatine when her identity gets blown, and the galaxy reverts back to their fear state. 
because that's how it works now in Star Wars. You could do literally anything in the galaxy and you will be hated because of your last name. Ain't that right, Leia, who got hated by the galaxy and ostracized from the New Republic government when, so when her friend decided to backstab her and reveal that, oh yeah, uh, she's the daughter of Darth Vader. Uh, Bell Organa's uh, videotape said so. And we all know that pissed me off. So yeah, as you can tell, I am not in the mood to deal with this. So, yeah, it, fun all around. Just fun all around. Meanwhile, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is not in active development, though they still want to do it, but Kathleen Kennedy revealed he's been super busy. Ewan McGregor wants to do another Star Wars, wants to do another season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I do not care mainly because it felt like there were so many things that made me question wondering what the hell but uh yeah so take of that what you all will about that i just have very different viewpoints on things probably not healthy ones but they're my opinions so yeah all that happened and Meanwhile, let's move on to more positive stuff that doesn't irate me and makes me go into a massive tangent. So, Mark Wade has been having kind of a big rebirth for, for his DC Universe works ever since coming back to DC after all these years. So after he came back, he started doing some one-shots and whatnot, but then he came back and did Superman and Batman World's Finest, which was has just been a grand, awesome story. And even focus, and even keeps up the events of uh, what happened in the future event Kingdom Come that was ultimately retconned as an alternate timeline and it became its own separate Earth. And comic books are weird. Well, Mark Wayne is once again busy because not only is he working on Batman Superman World's Finest, he's also working with Dan Moore as well, the artist for that series, to work on Shazam miniseries to bring back. To go back and, and save stuff. Uh, man, Dan Moore, I feel sorry for you, man. You're working on two comics at once with your beautiful artwork. Probably because ever since he finished Once in Future, uh, he had a lot on, on the table. But uh, he's working on a new series with Brian Hitch, who's also busy doing, uh, let's see, Ultimate Invasion. He took a break from Venom. But he's still doing cover art for many co companies. So take it that in what you will. But, uh, yeah. Mark Wade is working on a new Star Wars, new DC story called Superman, The Last Days of Lex Luthor, which is a DC black label comic, so non-canon for the most part. Superman's biggest foe is dying, and the Man of Steel will travel across worlds, dimensions, and time to find the cure for him. But why? Because Superman's a hero, and he even though he doesn't like Lex's ways, he does think Lex could be a good person. And that's how the relationship dynamic of Superman's Lex is so unique because you could imagine them being friends where their ideological differences and Luthor's arrogance is what stops it from happening. So, yeah. According to Mark Wade, for the first time, Superman's found the tide of public opinion, barking on a mission that billions of people outright oppose. But he has his reasons, partly because of who he is, but partly because of a debt he feels he owes. A reader, so Superman birthright might already guess what that perceived debt is. 
So, uh, yeah, this is canon to his birthright story. Together, Superman and Lex are racing the clock in search of a cure as they travel beneath of the super universe from Atlantis to Kandor to the Phantom Zone, all spectacularly reimagined by Brian Hitch. So, it will be available in July, the first of three issues, and it will be released every other month. Cool. And he's working on a spin-off book continuing off of the events of his World Finest series, which will feature a, a retelling, a modern retelling of the Titans called World's Finest Teen Titans. So, yeah. It, it's pretty insane, isn't it? I am looking forward to that, honestly, and I hope to see you all on that. But it's pretty crazy when you think about it, and... <laughs> I'm just stunned at how this all works because World's Finest Teen Titans, when I heard this, I was like, oh, more Donna Troy content. Yay. So this is what the material promotional material said. World Finest Teen Titans is spinning out of the pages of the runaway hit Superman, Batman, World's Finest, and features a modern retelling of the early adventures of the original Teen Titans, led by Robin, the boy Ronda, and a new super team has burst onto the scene, Meet the Teen Titans. And... And... Uh, Mark Wade wrote, I've had so much fun writing the Teen Titans in Batman Superman World's Finest that DC asked for more, and I couldn't be happier. Taking on a key, our cue from the World's Finest book, the series set in the not-too-distant past where when Robin led the team, including Bumblebee and Mal Duncan, as they answered calls for help from the kids worldwide and dealt with their celebrity status. The real fun for this world is Emma... Uh, I can't pronounce the last name, and me is revealing, and me is revealing surprising secrets about who each Titan really is. Even long-time readers will be stunned by these untold revelations. Megid. So that's awesome. Also, Joseph Stain has quit. He is leaving Microsoft entirely. The company confirmed to IGN. In this message, Microsoft did not say where Stain was heading next. Not to the reason. Not the reason he he was leaving for Microsoft, saying we're grateful for Joseph's contributions to the Halo franchise and Xbox as a whole. We wish him all the best in his new adventure. And, he, and Mark went, and Joseph Satan said, "Hey folks, I am indeed leaving Microsoft. I'll have more info soon, but for now, I just like to thank you all, my Xbox colleagues, for their understanding, support, as I embark on a new adventure." He is currently gone and going ahead and working at Netflix now. So he's going to make a triple IP for them. Meanwhile, Jack Black has come out and said that he pray. Oh, speaking of Halo, I, I gotta mention this. What happens now? They had a DLC plan, but then the budget cuts happened, and everyone was pissed after that. So uh, we don't know. And now that he's gone, the ten-year plan they had going for them is kind of thrown out the window, probably. Jack Black, however, wants to see a Red Dead Redemption movie in the wake of the HBO Last of Us series. Hmm. Uh, let's just hope they don't go overly detailed with it like they did with the sequel, sequel game. And this is what he said that caught my interest. The Last of Us was fantastic, and what's crazy is how loyal it is to the original source material. It's basically all from the game with just a couple tweaks. It's going to win all the awards. They used the video game almost like a storyboard, and I was like, whoa, this looks just the same. 
Okay, I'm gonna give my thought on that. I have not watched the HBO Last of Us series. Partially because of that concern. In fact, I heard a lot of the similar criticism. It's a great show. The actors are great for the characters. But they said they played it too safe because it was very, 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 very similar to the original Last of Us game. They didn't try anything new, I heard. They added some extra scenes at best and provided extra character content. But like in terms of switching things up and changing the pile up and not really innovating with the story and lore they have with it. In fact, they even said season two will probably be, will more than likely be the sequel game instead of being an in-between, instead of focusing on Joel and Ellie as they venture post Last of Us and just, and instead they're just moving on to season, to Last of Us part two. So naturally everyone's gonna get pissed off at that. And then we'll be dealing with that horrendous event that happened all over again. So yeah, thank God I didn't watch it. Also, Sony is still being pissed off about Activision Blizzard deal with Microsoft and the CMA, Competitions and Markets Authority, reduced concern over it, calling it surprising, unprecedented, and irrational. Okay. So. <sighs> so, yeah, um. This is kind of been a thing that now has the governments of the U.S. kind of being interested in, like, Sony, why are you so obsessed over this deal? Or like, all the business, all the, all the, all the federal agents around the world have been saying this is actually a good thing. And how the develop and the small indie developers are saying this is a good thing. And I'm just that guy that's like, why is this a good thing? Like, they explained it, but, uh, Sony's just like, no, you need to be angry. It's a goddamn travesty. So, no answer? No answer? Okay. Also, Resident Evil 4, which I must stress is a remake of the original game from over a decade or two ago, has microtransactions. Now, as part of a free patch update, after they released Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4 Mercenaries mode, Really? We're really doing this again? My Warfare Remaster. We're going to put microtransactions in the multiplayer because of the, f the old game doesn't even do that. God damn it, god damn it, god damn it, god damn it. Oh my god. It's, it's annoying, isn't it? It's, it's so fucking annoying. So... Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. We're going to take a brief break before I lose my mind over the fact that Capcom, even when they're having a streak, decides, let's screw it up. Okay, we'll be back after these messages and ad break. Stay tuned for more. We'll be right back. Peace. We're back. Let's finish this whole thing off. And remember how um, 
Warner Bros. Discovery went ahead and started canceling a whole bunch of stuff, even when they were finished with that stuff, and they had to cite cost cutting and debt debt renewal debt removal. Okay, like we get all that, but you could have canceled more meager projects or you know things that weren't already completed, and you just decided to tax write it off because it was easier. Well, remember Batgirl? I'm sure we all remember what happened with Batgirl. Uh, we were all somewhat hyped for it, and, you know, people were at least anticipating, hoping it was at least okay, and we would all make our decisions and give our opinions on it. And then WBD cancelled it and decided to mock the people by showing them a funeral screening of sorts before they locked it away in a vault that will never be seen by either the creators of the film or anyone else. Well, um... Apparently, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Representative Joaquin Castro, Representative David, I can't pronounce that last name, and Representative Premier Jaya Paul all wrote a letter to the Attorney General Merrick Garland and, D and Department of Justice Antitrust Chief Jonathan Duncanter about the merger, and, well, they called for the merger to be investigated, citing stuff like Batgirl and the hollowing out of the iconic American studio, and, yeah, and the removal of content, and, yeah. So, um, David Zaslav, um, you got a big storm coming. I will not be sorry for you. Meanwhile, Indiana Jones Star Wars director James Mangold has announced that he is also now the writer for the Swamp Thing movie for the DCU. Yay! I like, I would have probably just, you know, got the original Swamp Thing team together and make it easier for that, since they have experience now and they can work, do what worked and what didn't. He was already rumored to have been d doing this and whatnot. I mean, like, I also would have gotten Guillermo del Toro just so we could get a Justice League Dark spilled up, but uh, that's a different subject altogether. Uh, yeah, he won't give much away, but he did say, the truth is I'm writing both Swamp Thing and Star Wars right now. Well, who knows what's going to happen, what's going to blossom for first or second. I'm acknowledging I'm doing Swamp Thing. There's your script. It's not a rumor. It's happening. So, congrats to James Mangold, and I look forward to seeing what he brings to the table. Meanwhile, remember Stranger Things? It's having this soon-to-be ending series. Well, uh, remember how they announced they were going to be spin-offs and whatnot? Well, they finally announced uh, an animated series. With, uh, produce, with executive producer Eric Robles and Mark D the Duffer Brothers will serve as executive producers through Upside Down Pictures, with contributions from Sean Levy and Dan Cohen through 21 Laps. And how they're saying this anime series is a homage to Saturday morning cartoons, so cool. Saying we've always dreamed about doing an animated Stranger Things in the vein of Saturday morning cartoons that we grew up loving, and to see this dream realized has been absolutely thrilling. We couldn't be more blown away by Eric Robles and his team. What they've come up with, the scripts and the artwork are incredible. We can't wait to share the mo more with you. The adventure continues. Oh boy, I, I, I'm hoping everything works out. Let's hope the final season works out all together. So, um... HBO Max and Discovery Plus. 
they had this big press conference going on for them regarding the future of the HBO Max platform, and they showcase a whole bunch of new stuff, such as the first look at the in-production of the Penguin that takes place in the Batman universe. Uh, that was cool. It shows the crew and everything, but uh, honestly, if you're able to edit those out, you could have really convinced me this was a full-blown trailer getting finished. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and how he's going to be basically the new kingpin of Gotham in the wake of Alcone's death at the hands of the Riddler. So, I'm excited for that. Not only that, we're also getting a Conjuring series on, H on, the, on, the, Max, on the HBO Max product, along with, begrudgingly, the Harry Potter TV series, officially announced for a 10-year series that will adapt all of the material from the books. So... Yeah, J.K. Rowling gets to get away with more horrible things, probably. But, um... Yeah, I'm not even gonna go and comment more about that. Also revealed during this whole thing, um... Yeah, God damn it, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. HBO Max is being relaunched. Because Warner Bros. Discovery hates you. So... Yeah, HBO Max is being relaunched. What is this new venture? Is it is it a merging of HBO Max and 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 Discovery Plus? Like they'll still continue a service of Discovery Plus, but this relaunch will be known simply as Max. What? Max. So apparently, the reason for dropping the HBO name, because brand recognition is a joke to David Zaslav, reportedly they're gonna have more will have more kids content on there, and apparently one of the reasons is that chilled that parents were swayed away, were intimidated by the name, and were scared off from it. Um David, if you even so much as watch this podcast and see my criticism of you, can, can I get some citations on that? Like, I can believe the debt stuff. I can believe the budget thing. You want to tighten it up on that. Can I get some citation on this? I, I kind of feel like this needs some heavy citation to make me realize that parents are just this fucking stupid to think that having the name HBO is just that intimidating. This is like if Disney went ahead and decided, oh, we're not called Disney Plus anymore. We're just calling it Plus. Like, you couldn't even come up with a name that makes it more sense. Like, Max is just sounds so generic. Like, you could have called the WBD Plus Max or WBD Plus. Anything that doesn't come off like it's just a generic streaming platform just called Max because the people were lazy in charge. So, yeah. As you can tell, I'm not a fan of this, but they also revealed they had a um, plan for this, such as uh, HBO, they will have Max Ad Light for $9.99, Ad Free for $15.99, and Ultimate Ad Free for $19.99. Um, <laughs> God damn it. I'm like, I already have enough issues with the Dem with the uh, lawmakers trying to say, hey, uh, you may have adopted potentially anti-competitive practices that reduce consumer choice and harm workers' affected labor, labor markets. 
due to citing all the cancellation projects, which were also in post-production. Like Snowpiercer, remember that? Like I never watched the series, so I have no emotional attachment from this, but I'm speaking from a pure, what about everyone else who, like the final season is ready to go, ready to launch, and then they just say, nope, we're canceling that checkmate. And they just said, fuck it. And they're not even going to shop it around to another network to just let them air the final season, which I must stress is the last season of the show. And now no one will get the payoff and everyone's going to be miserable and pissed off about this and wanting WBD's head on a pike. Yeah, I see the problem here. But moving on, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has released a new patch, 1.6, with a new ray tracing mode rolling out on PC. And... It has been reportedly pretty damn powerful and very power-consuming. Yeah, damn. Called Ray Tracing Overdrive. And it's supposed to support the RTX 40 series. And... Yeah. So, um... Messed up. Also, speaking of my stuff, remember how Redfall was being hyped up and, you know, they, that they were, and it's going to be the big exclusive coming to Xbox? Well, uh, they capped it at 30 frames per second at launch with a 60 FPS mode coming in later. Um, you want my opinion on this? How about this? You just delay the game. Like, it's already, it's like, it's already going to face a dangerous trek being sandwiched between two big game, games coming out. But, um, maybe you should delay it and do the 60 FPS and have a complete package instead of just say, oh, it will be patched in later. That's just kind of a BS thing to do. Come on. No. Okay. Disappointing. And once more, Bethesda's releasing this, so uh, that, that should have been, I should have suspected this was going to happen. Like, this was too good to be true. Meanwhile, Deadpool 3 continues to continues to announce that they are that we get the debut of Colossus and Vanessa in the MCU at least because um <laughs> oh man. So, we're seeing the return of Patrick Stewart. We saw the return of Patrick Stewart as Professor X in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine. And now we get Colossus and Vanessa. Well, mostly Colossus, but still. Um, yeah, Colossus now joins the MCU, probably on a different universe, but still the MCU, or as a, or someone to call it the Marvel Multiverse, the the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse MCM. I'm pretty sure they can't do that, but still. Also, to compound things with WBD and their newly desired pissing people off, they have announced their star-studded star -studded cast for Creature Commandos. David Harbour, Frank Gillo, Sean Gunn, Sheen Gunn, uh, Gun, sorry, and, uh, and more. Like, um, Frank Grillo will star Rick Flagg, David Harbour will be Eric Frankenstein, India Verma, Andrea Varma will be the bride. 
princess and a whole bunch of other cast members whose names I can't pronounce, so I'm not gonna try. Meanwhile, Sean Gunn will be voicing both Weasel and G.I. Robot. Yeah, Weasel's still alive. I, I was shocked as you. I, I was interested to wondering, like, why is he alive? Like, I know he survived at the end of the Suicide Squad movie, but, like, how does he... How does he, uh... You know, uh, how do I say this accurately? How does he factor into this team if he's just a genetically mutated weasel? I don't know. Also, if you know who Grillo is, you already met Crossbones, who was tragically killed off about in Marvel's Captain America Civil War, or as I call it, Avengers 2.5. Meanwhile, EA continues their original projects initiative by EA Originals by announcing a first-person magic series called Immortals of, I can't pronounce that name, and is set to release on July 20th, 2023 for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC via the EA app, Steam, and the Epic Game Store. They will put in the shoes of Jack as he joins the Order of Immortals and becomes part of mankind's endless war over magic. Solely single player and will be played like a first person shooter but with magic abilities instead of guns. Someone similar to Ghostwire Tokyo that was released last year. A trailer was also released in the subsequent announcement. Naturally set in a fantasy universe, prom promises a visual cinematic story driven campaign with fast paced action and spell based combat that defines the FPS, defies the FPS conventions. The game is being created by new AAA developer or Ascendant Studios, which was co-founded by creator-director of the original Dead Space and multiple Call of Duty campaigns, Brett Robbins, who is also the CEO and game director. Uh, I'm incredibly excited to finally show the world Immortals of Avrim. It's been a five-year journey for us as Ascendants, and I'm so proud of the team and their commitment to making something great. We set out to create a cinematic, thrilling shooter set in a new fantasy world with fast and fluid combat with an epic story, and I can't wait for everyone to play it. The general manager of EA Partners, Jeff Gauman, said, Ascendant has hooked us with when we saw how, how they had woven magic so seamlessly through fast-paced FPS combat set against an action-packed story we just wanted to keep reading. Brett built an incredibly talented team whose unrelenting passion for creating original AAA games, deep lore, and telling imaginative new stories is on full display. We set out to cr and whatnot. Uh, the lengthy plot synopsis was also released, saying how having grown up powerless and destitute, Jack is what's known as an unforeseen. Someone who was unexpectedly manifests magical abilities later in life with his newfound potential. Jack is recruited by General Kraken. I'm pretty sure I butchered that. To join the Order of Immortals and is reluctantly thrust into mankind's endless war for control of magic. We have magic realists and legion of soldiers on both sides of the Everwar. Our Jack and his elite order of immortals must uncover the mysteries of Avern's troubled past if there's any hope for saving its future. So that sounds pretty cool, but we'll see. Also, as comicsology continues to go ahead and blow itself up every chance it gets, they have announced the former executives of comicsology spearhead a new digital comics publisher called Distrally. Uh, yeah, pronounced desperately, I think. I can't, I probably mispronounced it, but, I'll, but I tried. With the twin goals, creating more equitable platform for creators and bringing an element of collectability to digital comics. With the crew, with the founding creators, including Scott Snyder, Tula Lori, James Tiny the Ford, Junko Mismo, Ram V, Makira, I can't pronounce that name, Jolly Jones, Jock, Becky Cullen, 
and Brian Azzolaro, Stephanie Phillips, and a whole bunch of other writers and artists. Former DC and Vertigo editor Will Dennis has been tapped as the founding editor of the group. The publisher has an advisory board comprised of investors and is aiming for a novel approach to digital comics publishing. New issues will be solely sold for a limited time, at which point owners can sell and trade their books on digital marketplace called a stub hub for comics. Creators will receive a portion of the resale price. Books will also be sold in print form and other physical and digital collectibles will be released both online and in comic shops. Similar to publishers like Image Comics, creators retain the full rights of their work on the platform. However, the new publisher is going to take a step further, offering creators an equity stake in the company. Additionally, the company is setting aside 3% of its equity over the first three years to be distributed among founding creators. So, yeah, now this sounds pretty damn cool. Let's hope the venture works out. Also, Microsoft is experimenting with a Windows handheld mode for Steam Deck. Mm, my god. This will make the scene deck even more accessible. Oh god, there's oh god, everyone is screwed now. I'm excited, let's do it. Also, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League originally set for 2022 and then later 2023 has now been set for February 2nd, 2024 to basically do go ahead and make quality quality chain quality assurances and whatnot. Um and to polish rather than overhaul the core gameplay. So, a good game should be delayed. If you want to have this game work, it should probably be delayed as best it can and work things out to the bitter end instead of just rushing it because we all know what Cyberpunk did. And last but not least, the horror of Night Terrors continues as they have announced the series of issues to come out for the event, such as, let's see, they had a announced a whole bunch of events in the first oversized special, Night Terrors First Blood. Uh, let's see, Night... It would also feature more things like, uh, let's see, uh, Night Terrors 2 will hit just stands on July 25th. Wesley Dodds, the Sandman, teams up with Batman and Dead, Dead, Deadman to uncover one of his oldest cases, which hunted until the day he died. Hmm, cool. Also, we'll get a Joker, a Night Terrors Joker, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, Black Adam, um, Dr. Destiny's also gonna get involved in this, Punchline, Oh man, that's kind of insane. Not only that, but the heroes are going to join in on the fun from the Nightmare Realm. Which made me think, couldn't this just have been, you know, the Dark Multiverse Strikes Back? Nah, probably not going to work out. Uh, Batman, because everything needs to have a Batman thing. Wonder Woman's going to get her own series. Superman, Action Comics, Power Girl, um, Dan Waters. Nightwing number one, the Titans, Teen Titans, and all that. <laughs> Man, this sounds like an insane event. I'm glad we're we're being less about the cosmic space events, cosmic level multiversal events. Instead, we're focusing more on basically Earth level threats instead of just having the universe will never be the same again. And the universe will be changed to the chaos that is to come. My God. Because let's be real, it, it, the cosmic storytelling they've been doing over the last decade kind of got sick and boring. 
Like they were still good stories, it's just that we were so done with it that we wanted something different. And now we're getting, and now with Lazarus Planet and the After Dark Crisis and the Night Terrors, this seems more focusing just on Earth Wars going on instead of just having cosmic events occur because everything needs to be a cosmic event. And it seems like we're having, and I wouldn't be surprised based on how the Nightmare Realm exists, I won't be surprised if we see the Sandman and the Endless show up, especially Daniel, since he did show up in the in the canonical Dark Knight's Metal. So, uh, Dream of the Endless might play a role. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but we'll see where that goes. I'll see. And this was your host Eric Brown of Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News and Reviews Talk. I'll see y'all again next time. Thank you, EDF, for sponsoring this for for uh, sponsoring today's video. I look forward to seeing you all again. Peace and take care and have a good day, everybody. Peace and stay tuned for the size ad break and outro. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels, such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.